Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everybody? My name is Conor Otter. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Knock, knock. Oh, who's there? I'll tell you next week. Oh, for fuck's sake. What did we say about bits? Did we not you say... You said bring them back. No, fuck Bring back did. the bits. <laughs> but I meant funny bits. Shit. It'll be funny next week. <laughs> so what's going to happen next week? I'm going to say hello, how are you? And you're going to say the next line. And then you're going to say the next line, who? Okay, and then we're going to have to wait another week. next week we'll find out. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> this is, Gotta this keep is tr- the people coming back. Connor. Yeah, no, lure them in. Lure, this is like an episode of uh, the sixties Batman where he's fallen to the shark pit. There's like tune in tomorrow, see if he survives. <laughs> he probably will because you know. Yeah, t- he's got shark character. Got shark um, breath, of course. So, Sean, movie Mondays. We've got lots of news this week. We actually do have news. Now, our big news story of the week dropped literally Monday of last week. Monday at half six, which always annoys me because we finished recording. that happens. (laughs) We finished recording and then literally I go onto Twitter and it's just like, wow, this amazing thing happened. I'm like, fuck. That would have been good. Like, fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> fuck you. Well, specifically not the company Twitter. I don't know if they're in charge of when this news is released. But, um, so we are going to get to that. But we do actually have a bit of news. I, I was worried that there wouldn't be enough. But I have just... I think I wanted to start off with this because I think this is the most Tom Cruise news story of all time. Um, oh, I think I know this story. Yeah, yeah. I think I know this story. Here we go. Tom Cruise shooting his next movie in space with Elon Musk's SpaceX. This would be the first ever feature feature film to be produced outside of planet Earth, Sean. Ridiculous, the times <laughs> we're living in. 
just absolutely unreal. <laughs> See, Tom Cruise, Cruise is going to cruise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he, we, it's w- well established in all of Hollywood that Tom Cruise is a maniac and a lizard person. And he's willing to kill himself for any movie. Um, Presumably, but, there's a scene where he just gets fucking trapped in an airlock or something. <laughs> Presumably, they just push him out into space with no suit. Surely. The, that has to be it. <laughs> and they're just like, are you sure? No, no, you all survive. Trust me. Look, as impressive as just being in space in a space station is... If you're Tom Cruise, you're going outside into space, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you have a load of space movies where the actor is, like, just on a green screen. You, like, Tom Cruise is never going to be on a green screen. He's going into space. There's no two ways about it. What if it's the, it's the same stunt as him, like, hanging on to the side of the plane taking off, <laughs> but it it's the rocket? <laughs> goes through the atmosphere into space that would be amazing that would be, wouldn't it be perfect and he would totally... look like he's spider-man in infinity war <laughs> just hanging on yeah. to the edge but he's tom cruise he's tom cruise real tom cruise just hanging on and they're just like tom do you not need a suit no i've got this and then at the end they complete the mission and everything's grand and everyone else is buckling into their seats and he just starts walking back outside. <laughs> They're just like, there's a seat here. No, no. I'll, no. I'll go back the way I came. I like to take the crispy way in. <laughs> all the flames just all around him. He's just, like, he's fire resistant. Lizards are fire resistant. Everyone knows of that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. That's why you have salamanders. Of course. So, according to Deadline, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX are collaborating with NASA on a feature film that will be filmed in space. Uh, the genre of the movie will be action-adventure, with a hint of sci-fi, obviously. Um, of course. But it, but it won't be a Mission Impossible movie. Imagine it was. Oh, um, my God. The most impossible mission is to try and breed in space, to be fair. D- that is, famously, it's the one thing humanity can't do. <laughs> and lick their elbows. Can you not? You can't oh, lick your elbow, Can confirm. Can't Doesn't lick your it. elbow. Muscles are um, too big. <laughs> damn these beautiful big biceps. God damn you. <laughs> um, no studio is attached to the project just yet. It's still in the very early stages, so there's no other casting or production news for now. All we know is Tom Cruise and Elon Musk are working together to what I can only do is like some weird Frankenstein space movie um, where Tom Cruise probably suffocates himself to death. It's going to be a mix of, like, Interstellar and Jack Ryan. <laughs> and aliens. He's definitely going to be like, do we have any Did monsters? You, Release them on the ship. Will they go aliens? Will they go aliens? Like, and... I, do you, like, here's the thing. If he, if he is in space, and there's, like, mm. a story reason for he's in space, he has to be an astronaut. He can't just play his regular... Guy who's very good at fighting. And has a girlfriend who's 21, somehow, even though he's 56. He is a 56-year-old mm. man, that's true. Yes. Uh, no, he I, th- I think he should be... can't just wear crew necks. <laughs> and he has to have the motorbike on the way up. Space <laughs> yes. motorbike. Oh my god, the ship is taken off. He's on a motorbike just driving up it. And he has to make driving it into the, the cockpit. Ship. Yeah, along the ship. And he has to make it into the cockpit just as it reaches the atmosphere and the air goes. And that's the, that's a scene. And then the bike, like, floats away in the background and he salutes it. <laughs> and the bike has a parachute, but the parachute is the American flag. Oh, so he just, 
Perfect. Just perfect, my God. <laughs> um, I think I think this is the worst, best idea Hollywood has come up with in a while. Um, and it would be I, Elon Musk to agree to it as well, isn't it? Yeah, he's just as bad. He is just as bad. He's encouraging him. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Come on, Tom. Tom, Tom. I'll put you in space. Tom, Tom you'll be I'll cool. put a car in space. Do some fucking mental, Tom. Go on. <laughs> Die in space! I'm telling you, Tom Cruise will get on that spaceship and he'll be like, do we have any, like, aliens or some sort of zombies? I want them released on one side of the ship, I'll be on the other side of the ship, and I gotta survive for the next 40 days. All I need is my wits. (laughs) Don't you need a gun? No. Just my wits and my Harley. (laughs) Drop my Harley in here and it'll be alright. And maybe, like, a telephone cord to strangle someone with. (laughs) Phones still have cords, right? Yeah, of course. I'm 56. He's very old, to be fair to him. I don't know. When is Tom Cruise going to be too old to just be mental? Or is that something that gets worse with age? I don't know, because I feel like... Like... he, He still hasn't peaked in terms of crazy. We all think he does. And he never truly does. Yeah, no, well, look, what, what did he ha- I think hanging onto the side of a plane as it takes off for three shots and then going blind for a few days, I think that's Pete Cruz. I don't know if you're going to beat that. I don't, I don't, I feel that's... T- look, it was his peak at the time, but he's clearly <clears throat> surpassed his peak. See, you say that. Well, the next one, what was the last mission impossible? He broke his ankle. He fell into the wall and he broke his leg or his ankle or something. Yeah, he did a big old jump and broke his foot, I think. Yeah, and then he just ran it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, that's that that's like small potatoes, compa- I feel, compared to hanging off the side of a taking off plane. <laughs> I, t- I still think the plane takes it, in terms of... Well, was it not Mission Impossible 2 where he had the knife fall to win like a millimetre of his eye? Was that 2 or 1? Was 2 not that, that, that he was did two. the rock climbing at the start? No, 2 was the rock climbing and he did the knife. Oh yeah, the knife with the steel cable. The, yeah, That's... and it and it just dropped within like a millimetre of his eye. They did that in real life. And he, he had to say, yes, that's a good idea, we should do that. That's dumb as fuck, I don't <laughs> care. Like, um, how nervous would you be on set? All you have to do, Tom, is lie on the ground, right? We have this knife that we've done the string perfectly so that it will stop one millimetre above your eye. Now, we don't want to be a millimetre out because... Obviously, then your eye will be popped by a knife. But we also want the shot to look cool. So we've given you the least amount of space possible. But also, like, imagine being the dude swinging the knife. (laughs) (laughs) Or the guy who did the rope. Fuck. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, and you're just having, like, a bad day, but you're, like, triple checking. It's like, did I fucking lock the back door? Fuck, I may check that rope again. Yeah, and I'm looking at a picture of the eye here. And there's a couple of shots. Like, it's, it's it's from a number of angles. So that would have been done a few times. Yes. All it has to do is go wrong once. But, like, they didn't use a real knife. Like, surely it's rubber or something. No, we like, just, it's not going straight now, through to brain if it stands. See, now, you say that. Every other actor would say, let's make the knife maybe foldable, maybe rubber. You think Tom Cruise turned around and said, you know what, let's make this less dangerous. Fuck no. Every scene he's like, how could we amp this up? How could I die faster? 
it's, he just needs like it's like crank, isn't it? Yeah. That he just needs a little bit of adrenaline every so often. <laughs> so you put him in space. Life. You put him in space. I want to see what happens. I think I think we should okay all Tom Cruise movies because I want to see him just do the most batshit stuff. Eventually, one like not to put it out there, but like we all know, like one of them has to go wrong, surely, at some stage. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, and it's gonna look. It's gonna be sad when it happens, but. <laughs> There will also be this element of, yeah, we really should have not let him do most of that stuff. Oh, just like scratching your head off. That one's on me. That one's on me, guys. Maybe like, maybe we shouldn't have accepted him driving a Harley up a spaceship as it took off. But it is badass, though. It is so pretty cool. That. It is pretty cool. I think that's why he won't be casting any Marvel movies or anything, because they won't let that shit fly. <laughs> In his contract, it says you can't die. Fuck! <laughs> shit! I'm going to DC. <laughs> we reserve the right not to pay you if you die in a horrible car crash on set. That is completely preventable. <laughs> yeah, that's your idea. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, Tom Cruise is going to space, ladies and gentlemen, for real. And they're going to film the whole movie up there, which... Um, also, that means I read something that he has to learn how to like pee in space and go to the bathroom in space. Is that difficult? <clears throat> I can only assume you need practice, Sean. I can only assume... Well, look, we need practice at lots of things, don't we? <laughs> we all get there eventually. Wow, that's real deep. Thanks, bud. <laughs> um, moving on to a man who shares your level of depth. I was going to say deepness. Depth. Because, um, Sean, I know your favourite actor in the world is one Nicolas Cage. I do I also love know- Ni- Nicolas Cage. And what is your favourite Nicolas Cage movie? Uh, the Wicker Man. Oh, for God's sake. Um, no, it's National, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. <laughs> it is. Well, I did this news report strictly for you, because I found <gasps> it, and this is for nobody else. But Excellent. there was Good. a time when Nicolas Cage basically went on a real-life National Treasure hunt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Connor, yes. I've, I've never been as engaged by a story Honest right to God, from the get-go. I was like, let's go back-to-back Tom Cruise, Nick Cage. You're going to go back-to-back. Two lunatics, two yes. great actors. So Nicolas Cage is one of the few actors out there that seems to have a life just as interesting as the famed movies he's been part of, Sean. Can we not agree? We can We can agree indeed. Hmm. He's been set to all. He's already set to star as an elevated version of himself in that upcoming uh, movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, next year. Oh, yeah. Um, he's playing himself. It's going to be a real good one. And as it turns out, he also took up his own national treasure type adventure at one point. You could even say it was a quest. What? Mm-hmm. A national treasure quest. <laughs> so, once the face-off actor described a chapter in his life where he went on a quest after reading books and following clues, Sean. Was he, uh, like, his... Is, is your next question, is he all right? If you were to ask, are, is Nicolas Cage all right? Just objectively, like, mm. given the context of this story, mm. is he okay? Well, let the great man tell you himself. 
I went years where all I was doing was meditating three times a day and reading books on philosophy, not drinking whatsoever. He very clearly says that. Not <laughs> drinking. Clear. Now the mountain of cocaine. Different yeah. story. <laughs> the cocaine and heroin I did to balance me out, fair enough. But the meditating three times a day and reading books on philosophy, pretty good. He turned into an art major. That was the first time, that was a time when I almost went done. You might call it a grail crest, a quest. A holy grail quest, Sean. A la Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Exactly. I started following mythology and I was finding properties that aligned with that. It was almost like national treasure. treasure. Of course, that didn't sustain me for long. So he says he had to go out. There's only two movies. (laughs) Not enough. Um, <laughs> so of course he did star in National Treasure 1 and 2 Sean which are from 2004 and 2007 um, Sean what is the story of those movies okay here we go National Treasure no, 1 no Jesus I just there wanted is. a brief outline <laughs> scene 1 uh, act 1 <laughs> okay basically it's a treasure hunt set through the annals of American history mm. with key points in American history being plot points to some grander conspiracy and aforementioned treasure hunt. Mm. And then the Mm. second one, there's a big city of gold inside Mount Rushmore. (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) And it's been, and I've been on tenter hooks since 2007. You've been been waiting. Where does it go from here? So I've got a serial killer board all over my house. (laughs) So, Nick Cage, he has obviously been a bit strange in his time. He even purchased, uh, do you remember that dinosaur school? I think that was like for $300,000 or something. Yeah, see, he just has more money than he ever needs. He did Con Air. See, you think that, but he buys like loads of dinosaur skulls and hotels and houses and then he goes bankrupt and then he does 10 more movies and then he buys another mountain of dinosaur skulls. The man has a system, alright? <laughs> he does. He had Superman number one, I think, as well. Yeah, and like I think that cost upwards of a million? Yeah, I no, I think it was like mint condition. It was like ridiculous. So yeah. back to back to the Holy Grail story. Um so as we said, one clue led to another as he was doing his meditation, and it ended me up becoming a bottomless manhunt for him. And in his own words, this is what he says. Okay. Mm. One thing would lead to another. It's like when you build a library and you read a book and in it there's a reference to another book and then you buy that book and then you attach the references. For me, it was all about where was the grail? Was it here? Was it there? Is it at Glastonbury? If you go to Glastonbury and go to the Chalice Well, there's a spring that does taste like blood, says Nicholas Cage. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is a quote, John. I got. I guess it's really because there's a lot of iron in the water. That will do it, yeah. There's a lot of iron in blood. But legend had it that 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 in that place was a grail chalice, or two cruets, rather, one of blood and one of sweat. But that led to there being talk that people had come to Rhode Island and that they were looking for something as well. As Cage told Vanity Fair, his quest ended up leading him to Rhode Island, where he eventually ended up buying property. (laughs) What? Is he trying to justify to the bank why he bought property? 
I think a le- that's a very that's a worse justification if you say I went on a holy grail hunt. Well, actually, actually, yeah, fair. They're not giving you a loan at that point, are they? No, you're probably not a reasonable adult if you're like, well, I spent all my money looking for the holy grail, sir. Just to let you know, he was looking can for I have the a mortgage? Actual holy grail. Well, that's what and he says. So that led him to festival site Glastonbury. <laughs> And he was rocking out. Did he just Flor- go to Glastonbury? I think he went to Florence and the machine and was just like, is this the Holy Grail of music? Is this... What's going on here? <laughs> and, okay. And then suddenly he's in Rhode Island. Yeah. The, it, well, the, the the clues led him to Rhode Island, Sean. Obviously. Obviously, sorry. Don't be but, dumb. No, but, so, so, and he, he drank just from a river. He drank from a well, and the water in it t- tasted like blood. And Look, he thought, "That's weird." <laughs> that's, but that's also that's a shit well, <laughs> because a well is supposed to provide clean water for the surrounding area. He's telling all of this to Vanity Fair, Sean. Vanity is Fair. This is one of those interview- fucking like YouTube interviews that they do. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think they have the time. I think they're short videos. If he started doing this story, if he, Nicolas Cage talks very slow. That's true. Or very fast. Never in between. He, he, he can kick it up into fast mode, but I think his, yeah. his go-to state is just like, no, I'm Nicolas Cage, I'll talk it. I'll take all day to talk if I want and to. And so he, he eventually ended up buying property at Rhode Island, and with his treasure hunt at a dead end, I end on this, Sean, he came to this conclusion. What I ultimately found is, what is the grail but earth itself? Beautiful. Er, mm, that that Beautiful. sounds like a man who couldn't find what he was looking for <laughs> and has now just said, no, I found it. Just I do want that anyway. Maybe it was the friends he made along, along the, way. the way. Yeah, no, we never even questioned it, but that might be the reason behind all of this. And maybe, in a way... What if this is the next plot of National Treasure? What, that uh, real man Nicolas Cage has gone for looking for the Holy Grail and drank some water that tasted like blood? I mean... <laughs> it's as similar. logical as the rest of them. <laughs> but no, seriously though, like, what if what if they're looking for the Holy Grail? In, and what... Oh, uh, here I've we gotten, go. I've gotten them excited, fuck's sake. This what is about National Treasure new, Tree. What if National Treasure is about to become the new Indiana Jones? That is never going to happen and you need to stop. <laughs> but, but what if? <laughs> because the first two are terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because Let me get a Rotten Tomato score for you, sir. Are you Go ahead. You go ahead and get a Rotten Tomato. Tell you what, compare the first two... National Treasures to the first two Indiana Jones Rotten Tomato scores. Obviously, Rotten Tomatoes is not to live and die by, but let's just give us a general ballpark of where the two of them are at. Okay. Uh, Okay, so... I need to get up. Indiana Jones. Okay, so... First Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. uh, Has... A uh, critics rating of ninety five percent and an audience score of ninety six percent. Even if we just go National Treasure One, Sean, go on, no, continue, please. National continue Treasure One. Uh, look, 
It's yeah. gotten fewer reviews. Yeah, no, actually, I, I didn't actually ask Actually, it's gotten that. more reviews, I'm sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> actually... <laughs> so uh, more of a well-rounded review, if it's got more you, reviews. You would More of an average, yeah, so it's yeah. got a 46% critic score. <laughs> so if you double it, it's about similar. So if you double it, it's still less. It's <laughs> still less. <laughs> and an audience score of 76%. Okay. Uh, critical consensus, it's national treasure is no treasure. But it's a fun ride for those who can forgive its highly improbable plot. <laughs> right. Uh, National Treasure Two. Uh, I I don't even want to compare it. Mm, no, just let's just look. While we're here, Sean, you might or, as well. Right. But National Treasure Two has a critic score of thirty six percent. Oh, that's and less. An audience score of sixty seven. Oh, uh, all right. But Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom has less than the first Indiana Jones. Go on. It's got a critic score of eighty-five and an audience of eighty-one. <laughs> so even if you double the second National Treasure, you're still twelve off. How many off, off are you? Uh, yeah, twelve-ish off. <laughs> twelve-ish off. <laughs> but like. It's it's different times, man. Yeah, different times. People people are clamoring for a National Treasure tree. Aren't we just? Aren't we just finally acknowledging yeah. me? And Nicholas Cage needs the work. To be fair, because <laughs> he's about to declare bankruptcy again. Yeah, <laughs> for looking for the Holy Grail. So I just wanted to bring that, you, you that news story, and really, I just take any chance I can to shit on National Treasure. I will watch that film a thousand times oh, when don't. it comes out. Just don't, <laughs> please. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is Suicide Squad director. Now, this is not James Gunn. This is the what? first Suicide Squad. There was a, there was another Suicide Squad. What? There was one. What? What are you talking about? What, uh, suicide you, Squad. Only someone suicide would review <laughs> that. <laughs> suicide Squad director confirms fan theory about Jared Leto's Joker. What is this, Sean? I think you'll find it's Jared Leto news. Jared Leto news. It's been a while. It yes. has been a while, my friends. So, Jared Leto, as or Leto, if you want to be his friend, uh, Jared Leto <laughs> is one of our f- heroes here on the show, just because he's just, jeez, he's not a nice man. But no, um, he's not. <laughs> But Jared, he was in Suicide Squad, and he did hours upon hours of weird shit. He sent dead rats. He sent used condoms to Will Smith. He just did general bad workplace environment stuff. But where it really came in was he did hours of work, and he was in the movie for about seven minutes. Yeah, and it was real hyped about how much of a prick Mm. he was being. Uh, And then nothing ever came of it. But, Sean, what was the main thing that people instantly disliked about the look of Jared Leto's Joker? Was it the tattoos? It was the tattoos, correct. Well, Jared Leto's Joker obviously was a wholly unique to previous live-action incarnation of the character, Sean. He was a modern gangster, covered in tattoos, and wearing and rocking some silver teeth. That's that's true. He he had some yeah. sick grills. <laughs> he did, brah. One of the character's tattoos was the word damaged on his forehead, which becomes visible during close-ups. One fan believed that this was a reference to his past with Batman. Now, normally, all these fan theories, they get thrown out, and people are like, yeah, all right. David Ayer, the director of Suicide Squad, replied to this with the word, exactly. Like, so David Ayer saw it you've and nailed said, it. oh yeah, that'll be good. You've nailed it. So, obviously, everybody had a big 
not everybody, but I would say at least a good 80 to 90% of people had it like, why does he have damage on his forehead? That's just a bit weird. That's just strange. Well, this this fan's theory maybe maybe lets us in a little bit more to what the thought process was. Well, he says, I think that the ta- damaged tattoo is actually pretty ingenious, Sean. Right. But only for those who understand. Oh, right? You need a, it's, like, it's like Rick and Morty. You need a certain yeah. IQ to fully like, appreciate it. If you didn't get it or you didn't like it, you're not smart enough to figure it out. So here and we go. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Joker got the tattoo because Batman damaged his smile in a failed attempt at revenge for killing Robin because he broke all his teeth, Sean. So all with the intent to antagonise and fury of Batman simply by seeing his face. So the Joker what? got the damaged tattoo to infuriate Batman because he killed Robin. That's apparently mm. David Ayer's logic to why it was there. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> If he really wanted to antagonise him, he'd write, hey, I killed Robin on this forest. <laughs> Just massive. The whole way that goes down his cheek, comes back up around the other side, big circle. He'd, like, instead of a smiley face on his stomach, he'd get, like, Jason Todd's face. Mm. Or just a crowbar. E- even a crowbar would make more sense. Mm. Mm. Like, but not, like, not damaged... So, by my logic, I was trying to figure this out all day. I was reading this, and then I read over and read over, because I was trying to figure out what he was saying. So, by my thought process, he means that Joker killed Robin, which, very sad, big boo-hoo, right? Mm. <laughs> we, all, we were all emotionally tra- traumatised by it. But Joker kills Robin, Batman gets mad, as he's one to do. He goes and breaks jo- all of Joker's teeth. So, to get back at J- Batman... Joker gets damaged written on his forehead to say, yeah, you damaged my teeth, but I damaged you forever? Kind of thing? But, like... But... (laughs) But... But but that can't be... Like, that wouldn't be the first time that Batman has... Like, punched the Joker in the face, surely. Like, I, 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 it's just, it's not the best way to antagonise him, I think. No, absolutely not. I would say, like, no, call call me old-fashioned, but I think killing his adopted son in a warehouse and before you do that, beating him to death with a crowbar and then blowing the factory up, I think that might piss him off. I think, leave it at that, you've done the pissing off, I think you've already set up a pretty good level of piss off there. Yeah, I, I think, I, now that the, the child is dead, mm. I think that's that's really what'll set Batman off the next time he sees you. <laughs> he, he keeps forgetting, it's like, ah, I forgot Jason even exists. Wait, damaged? Damaged by what? Jo- oh no! Wait, my crowbar was damaged. <laughs> What did he damage your crowbar on? Oh no, his face and his bones. Oh, no. His little boy bones. 
I hate you, Joker. (laughs) You've done it again, Joker. You are devilish. Um, What's what's more is that this shows, apparently, how much Suicide Squad was originally also going to connect with the other DCEU movies, like Justice League, because Joker's face tattoo was connected to stuff that had already happened in Batman vs Superman, because we've seen that uh, Robin outfit in the glass case. Now, obviously, none of this was explained in the movie because you had to be smart enough to figure it out. But also, call me once again old-fashioned. I would have just maybe had a line or two to kind of let people know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And I'm I'm on the Twitter thread right now because Mm. I thought I'd get some, like, fan reaction to this. Someone very rightly points out uh, Blue Soldier 001 on Twitter. Big shout out to Blue Soldier. You're the real soldier, one we all love, fighting the good fight. Uh, he says, uh, kind of a plot hole, Joker has the tattoo before he met Harley. And Harley <laughs> helped him kill Robin. Exactly. See, no, you, no, Sean, you didn't get it, right? Because he might have had it then, but it actually said uh, Damaged. And Damaged, that's, you say? Damaged, and that's um, that's a uh, who uh, a language. It's an it's an ancient language for um, uh, live Bart live. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh boy, this is tough. Who? Um, look, let's just admit there might be some things that you can't go retroactively back to change because it's already done. Yeah, and. Like, I don't. I also don't think that that was the intention because how how long ago did Suicide Squad come out? Twenty sixteen. Well, it's four years later, and now we find out why he's got damaged on his head. I actually would probably. Obviously, I don't care either way, but I just find this funny because, like, if you're gonna go that far out with the Joker, like, and obviously it's a very different interpretation of the character but if you're going to do that you might as well go all the way and just be like no he just has damaged he just has damaged on his forehead it's a weird fucking tattoo it's what can you do but this is kind of like he wants the damage tattoo but also oh yes links in in the bigger world he doesn't just do it it's it's all connected yeah and like if you're going to give him a face tattoo why not just give him a big old smile yeah, or exactly. You could even, yeah give him a fake smile on either side of his cheek, just on either side of his mouth. So it's like it, it always constantly looks like a big, massive mouth and a smile. Yeah, yeah. And I, look, I think the tattoos are going to be debated until you know comic books and movies themselves mm. are forgotten. But I just, it's I I think there's a better way of doing them. I have no problem with the Joker having tattoos. I just think these ones are shit. Yeah. I just had to bring that up because David Ayer, like, I don't know why you would respond to that. Just leave it. It's fine. Yeah, just... And let the fans have their theories. Yes. Um, Okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is about Bad Boys 4. Um, Bad Boys for Life? No, Bad Boys for Life was 3. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I always forget. Ba- yeah, Bad Boys 4 Life was number 3, and this would be Bad Boys 3 ever. No, it won't be. I think it's just called Bad Boys 4. Um, so obviously Bad Boys for Life came out uh, at the start of this year. I went and seen it. It was better than it deserved to be. 
But this also can made, hope for. It's also the highest grossing movie of the year, I think, or definitely top five because obviously Jesus. there's been no mo- there's been no movies. So oh yeah, <laughs> so, so I think that happened by March. You're kind of already top ten. That makes sense. Yeah, well done, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, so um, Bad Boys for Life has officially had a green light sequel. So Bad Boys Four will be happening. It is on its way. Big Willie's coming back. Martin Lawrence is coming back to play the characters again. I feel like number three was a lovely send-off and just a nice movie. But it also ends at a cliffhanger and you knew they were going to do number four. The minute it made any money, Sean, was it always a guarantee that they were going to bring it back? Yes, because that's the way movies work. Mm. Uh, but is it's... It's not fallen into the trap of being a reboot, though. No. Because they, they've, they've all been sequels of each other, except for the first one, which was largely the first. And so, <laughs> I, w- I would say almost exclusively the first would be the first. Well, look, that's your opinion. Yeah. I don't have to agree with that. I don't, I don't want to go against you now, Sean. You know that about me. But if it comes out number one, I would say that's the first. Well, look, this is why this is why we're <laughs> friends. It's our differences that bring us closer together. It's still bring, we still bond over it. What can you do? It's, it's, it, it, breed, it breeds good discussion. Yeah. But, I, look, I, I have no problem with it getting a sequel. I didn't see the third one. I don't know what was going on that day, but I just didn't go. Um, I I did see it, and my review would have been, as I said, it, it, had, it was better than it had any right to be. Um, and it took out, and in, some things it did quite well. Like, it, it went the route of saying, like, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence even turns around to him and he's like, you're dying your hair. Like, that's not, I know you're great. Like, you're an old yeah. man. Will Smith is still trying to be 25-year-old Will Smith in the movie. And Martin Lawrence is like, dude, just settle down. You're like 50. <laughs> just leave. You're too old for this shit. You're too old for this shit. Martin Lawrence is trying to bring somebody else in on the too old for this shit mantra. So they're both too old for this shit. Um, but I think... I think Will Smith, he did an interview when he was promoting Bad Boys and he was just kind of like, I did a few movies there where nobody's seen, but it turns out if you just do a sequel of stuff that people liked, they'll come see that. So I think he's happy Bye. enough doing this. Just doing what he does. Maybe he'll come back for Independence Day. But you see, you, he did uh, Gemini Man and Bright back to back, yeah. didn't he? He did, which n- no one saw either of them. No. And they were cool, interesting, but they were not bad boys. Yeah, they, and what, what had he done before that? He'd done Suicide Squad. Yeah, so I think he went Suicide Squad, uh, is it Bright, and then Gemini Man. Or he might have done something in between, but I, I'm pretty positive that was a trio of 2016, 2017, 2019, something like that. Yeah, and now with bad boys, he's got a very you know successful movie again. Because Will Smith is one of the biggest actors in the world, and it's just weird that, like, to see even the difference between him and Tom Cruise, where Tom Cruise yeah. does one bad thing, and he has see Tom Cruise has Mission Impossible, he falls back on that. He, yeah, he does have the fallback franchise. And Will Smith weirdly had Independence Day, but he skipped out with that sequel because he was doing Suicide Squad because he thought if I get into the DC, this can't go wrong. What could go wrong? He said. And when did this ever go wrong? <laughs> and it turned out that went wrong. So he's back to square one in that he just has to kind of do things he's already famous for. Yeah, like a couple... I'm looking through his uh, filmography here. Also, they're making a Bright 2, apparently. 
Oh my um, god. Yeah. So he had uh, Bad Boys for Life, and then before that, Spies in Disguise. Oh, good. Uh, before that, Gemini Man. Before that, uh, Aladdin. Oh, yeah, Aladdin. I forgot Aladdin. And then Bright Collateral Beauty, which I didn't hear about. Suicide no. Squad. And then something that you should know a lot about, Concussion. <laughs> True. That's a good movie, though. That's a pretty good a- movie. So he win because that was like Oscar nominated. I'm pretty positive. So right. he win concussion. He must have been. Uh, I'm back. This is <laughs> this is pursuit of happiness level of Will Smith. I'm back. And then he just had. Now he's had those last five movies in a row. And then he was like, right, I'll just do Bad Boys and guaranteed win. Because I think people who go see Bad Boys know what they're getting. You're not expecting uh, the most amazing movie ever, but it's just dumb fun. Yeah, and I think with Will Smith movies, a lot of the time, he's done so much that you never like. You don't really know what you're in for with a lot of them. You know like, he's going to play a big Will. You know he's going to play a big Will, but like, am I going to get a Hancock or am I going to get a Pursuit of Happiness? <laughs> he's either the coolest guy in the room or crying. Yeah, yeah, those are those are his two moods. But he's I don't really think he's good. Never done one with both. Hitch, maybe. <laughs> I was crying at Hitch, but I don't know if he meant that. It's just so sweet. Oh, I just love Hitch, you know what I mean? Him and Eva Mendes, they deserve to be with each other, Sean. They just deserve it. What about his wife? Uh, no, fuck her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Oh, you mean in real life, not in Hitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not sorry. in Hitch. Not in Hitch, no. Well, in real life... Never in Hitch. Stay with your wife. Like, she's a lovely lady, Will. Um, Don't take a relationship advice from me, I suppose. (laughs) Make up your own mind, Mr. Smith. Look, Mr. Smith. Um, I just think Big Will needs a win. And Martin Lawrence, I think he's very happy doing very little. I think Martin Lawrence made a lot of money and he's completely fine just doing bad boys. Yeah, and look, do it. I would if if I had the option. Yeah. Um. So Bad Boys Four is on the way. I think I'm worried that they can't replicate. I think number three, I was like, oh, they won't be able to replicate even the fun bit. But I actually thought number three was like it more interesting because they were older. But now number four, that even loses that kind of shininess. Like that's not you don't new get anymore, the surprise either. anymore. You know, no. like you don't have that first initial. Oh shit! They're doing this. Yeah, um, just bring the rocket, bring the rocket, and it'll, it'll pump it right back up. That oh, bring the rocket. That's a good idea. <laughs> bring just every franchise. Once you get to four, bring the rocket, and then just get it, he'll he'll carry it for the next few. He he's will. so strong. He's he's very strong. Um, okay, we're gonna move on to another man who's very strong. Sean, well, maybe he used to be. I don't know if he's. I probably still ripped the two of the threads. Um, Sylvester Stallone. He may have yeah. accidentally just confirmed that there will be a Demolition Man 2. Okay, interesting. Do you like Demolition Man, Sean? Demolition Man is fantastic. <laughs> I agree. I think Demolition Man is like an underrated classic. Yeah, it slips under the radar, but it's it's of that era of movie where it's just like, you know they had fun making this. And it's just batshit insane. Um, it's got it's got Syl- Sylvester Stallone. It's got Sand- Sandy Bullock. It's got Wesley Snipes. Was this before or after the tax? I'm assuming before. Before, I think. Before. And Wesley's bringing his A-game in this. 
Wesley Snipes is full Wesley Snipes. Yeah, oh, it's it's pretty good. Um, but um, Demolition Man Two could still be happening because um, someone said, "Can we get another Demo Man?" And he said, "I think there is coming. We're working on it right now with Warner Brothers, and it's looking fantastic. So that should come out, and that's going to happen." He said, which I feel like is not a slip of the tongue because he confirmed it at least four times in that sentence. He said many times, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, now nobody else has said this, but he has said it, and I'm assuming he's pretty high up on the chain. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming he's definitely going to be in it if there is one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you think about this? Do you think the world needs another Demolition Man, or maybe that kind of movie has kind of passes by? See, I, th- I, I think if they... It's interesting you say that kind of movie, because there is a that kind of movie, isn't there? Mm. Like, yeah. it's... And it's it's of that era, but I I think if you can update that, or do you do you try keep it as like like what Anchorman two did for Anchorman, where it's essentially more of the same but bigger. But it's not as good though. It's never as good. That's yeah. the thing. And now, but do, I'll, I'll, do you I bank should on say even getting. We should Sorry, say straight out that Demolition Man won. The plot of it is that Sylvester Stallone is a is a police officer, and he's like a really well decorated LAPD police officer, and they freeze him in suspended animation, and then bring him back in the future in a non-violent society because one of his old enemies, Wesley Snipes, was also frozen for some unknown reason, and he's brought back, and so. He gets brought back and, like, he's just wrecking havoc. And they're like, we're not prepared for this 1990s villain. We need somebody that can be on his level. They're like, we've got the greatest detective of all time frozen in the in the police department. So they unfreeze Sly, and then you have Sly out of time fighting Wesley Snipes out of time. And he was a great cop in his era, but in yeah. this new era, he's not so good of a cop, I maybe. I bet he, he doesn't, doesn't know the rules. Understand. He doesn't know the rules, Sean. He just, he's, he's out of sorts. He's out of sorts. He, he swears when you're not supposed to swear. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes where Sandy Bullock says, it's like, this is how it is, and he like gives that odd sly look to the side. He's just like, what? That's a bit weird. He's basically looking straight at the camera like, this is fucking weird. He's doing a gym look from the office. (laughs) Straight to everybody like, what? Because it's like a non-violent future. Where there's like no crime. Instead of toilet paper, they use three shells. Yeah, and instead of... They don't have sex, isn't it? They use like a machine. Yeah, a weird virtual reality, like Oculus Rift type thing. Because I think there's a scene, oh no, there's a scene with with Sandy now, and she she's like, do you want to have sex? And he's like, yeah, okay, and she puts a machine on her head, and he like gives the look to the camera like, what? <laughs> what, <the> what? <laughs> <laughs> I am not into this. I just wanted to put it down straight away. I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm not on board. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, actually, I'm coming around now. Um, but it's so, like, it's 1990s virtual reality. So it's this weird, like, polygonal mess. That yes. You're no, and I don't know what year it's like. It's probably like 2019 or something. When is demolition? <laughs> You've gone mad with these goobs. You've gone mad. I used to get one a week. Now we haven't seen each other in months. I I, I don't like this. The rules have been broken. Uh, cryogenically frozen in 1996. They are reanimated in 2032. <laughs> 2032, okay. So, there's flying cars, obviously. Uh, everybody uses every machine for everything. Um, yeah. And he's just so out of time, Sean. 
He's just he's just a, he's like he's like um it's Die Hard 4.0 but even worse. Yes. Exactly. He's just on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um do you want to see a Demolition Man 2? Do you think no, they should bring Wesley it. Snipes back? <laughs> I is Wesley Snipes coming back? Or do you get, like, Mahershala Ali, who seems to be Wesley Snipes' replacement? They just keep replacing him in all movies. Um, I think... Is Wesley Snipes alright now? I think he's alright. I think he is. Or do, do you... Or it does it transpire that there was another criminal mastermind from 1996. Frozen, oh, we forgot. And then he gets unfrozen in 20... Like sixty-two, oh, and now Sly—he's—he's he's been on the job a while. He knows the new world, yeah. but can he remember what it's like to be a man from nineteen ninety-six? Because they can't do the freezing thing. Because, like, no offense to Sly, but he looks older now than he did in ninety-six. So I don't think that's unfair to say. I, 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 I don't think that's, I think the man has aged normally, like a human. And like I a think human he, man. I think like a human man. And I—I I, if this movie came out in nineteen ninety-three. That means it's 27 years old. Yeah. So, Which means he's 27 years older than when he was when he filmed this movie. Which is fine, but you can't... Did, how did that movie end? Does he go off with Sandy in the end? Yeah, he, they get together. like Because of course they do. Of course they do. It's a 90s action movie. So then I'm, I'm sure then you could be correct that... Wesley Snipes or some other villain comes back and he's got to remember what it was like to be the cool guy. Yeah, and maybe he's like the police chief now. Maybe there's somebody else that could be frozen. Maybe another policeman. Or or what if it's an old flame from the past? Bruce Willis. What if it's Bruce Willis? <laughs> what, what if, if it's Bruce the Expendables? <laughs> what if Bruce Willis comes back and he's like, oh man, the internet ruined his... Die Hard 4.0, but now I'm back. I'm better than ever. Give me some floaty cars. I think Die Hard 4.0 is better than Die Hard 5. Am I wrong there? Uh, no, that's not wrong. I think I think Die Hard 4 is bad. Die Hard 5 is awful. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Happy to help. <laughs> Which is the one with his son? Is that 5? His son? Yeah, it's 5. He goes to Russia. Yeah, that's real bad. Um, real bad. I just, I just wanted to bring it up because De- Demolition Man Two might be happening, and I love Demolition Man. It's better than it has any right to be. Yeah, it's dumb and as fuck, and I love it. It's just, it's just so dumb. And if you haven't seen it, watch it, but don't expect anything. Just watch it as like this is probably a bad movie, and you could be correct because it probably is. But it's just, like, it's just, I don't know, bit of crack. It's a bit of crack of a movie, and you can just turn it on. Yeah. Um, okay. We also we didn't give away anything. Although we did actually, we told you how it ended. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it came out in '93. There's no spoiler warnings. Yeah, it's it's, it's long past. Um, okay, so we're finishing this week, Sean, with our big news story, and that is that Mr. Taika Waititi, of course, has been signed on to direct a Star Wars movie. About time we had some good news. He's going to be getting his own Star Wars movie, Sean. Is this the perfect man for the job? If you let him be Taika Waititi, then it's all good. Mm. If you it, what try is Taika Waititi free, uh, famous from? Just to let everyone in. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Jojo mm-hmm. Rabbit, Hunt for the Wilder People. 
what we do in the shadows. Like, he's a very talented man. He's got no bad movies. No, I don't think so. Uh, he was also he also played a droid in The Mandalorian. Also, now we can say a, a Oscar winning director or to Oscar winner Taika Waititi, not Oscar winning director, just Oscar winner Taika Waititi. Leave it at that. Yes, at, yeah, at least let him write the script. Okay, because yes. he won an Oscar for script writing. <laughs> he's pretty okay at that. Yeah, he's. Some would say he's among the best. <laughs> some would. Some would. If you want to get like flimsy about it, yes. Like, and the thing is, people are going to be afraid, sorry, certain people are going to be afraid that, oh, he's going to ruin Star Wars. Mm. But many would argue that Star Wars has been going downhill for some time. Oh. Uh, Oh. Now, now, I find good and bad parts of every movie, okay? Yes. I I think that's the best way to watch something, is to not just go with your visceral reaction. Yeah, I I think there are some strong points or some bad... Like, Ryan Johnson, number eight, even, like, this week, by the way, this was, um... This is something I read, and I was just like, oh, I should say this to Shaw, just a general passing. But, um, one of the writers of The Clone Wars, I think his name is Sam something, he said Mm -hmm. that Ryan Johnson didn't do his homework on Star Wars fully before The Last Jedi. Now, I was like, I don't know, I, I don't think so. I think... He probably just did a movie that he thought was he thought would be good. I don't think there's I don't think you ever go to Star Wars without reading everything to do with Star Wars. Yeah, and um how do I put this? You shouldn't have to. <laughs> no. Especially if you're the one making the movie and you've been trusted to write this movie. But I, 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 oh, sorry, cool. Go ahead. I was go- I was gonna say just just randomly on that Ryan Johnson thing. Um, I I thought he was like oh he didn't do his homework because like obviously he didn't do what the people expected or the people wanted. And I was like I think that means he did like more of his homework than probably is normal because he had read so much material. And he was like I can go back on this and surprise them the other way. Whereas he was kind of thinking everybody else was on the same level of knowledge he was. Yeah, but the problem with Star Wars is you're writing it for everybody. That's the thing, and no one wanted the first Star Wars until they got it. Is yeah. the thing, and I get that's a hard act to follow and a hard. It's not something that you can do every movie. Would you say um, that, that the first Star Wars came first? Oh, Phantom Menace is the first Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> um, Jesus, first one I recognize. <laughs> Down with the patriarchy. <laughs> but uh, like my problem with Star Wars, I I do think they should they should have gotten you know one director or one lead storyteller for the most recent three films. But my biggest problem, and I've been thinking about this uh, the last few weeks, is that it's the way that they make them. It's not necessarily the movies. It's the it's it's like shackling directors to what a board of middle cl- middle upper class people think makes a good Star Wars movie, rather than trusting a good filmmaker. Yeah, we've always like if you have somebody who's got lots of talent, like let them use their talents. Lord and Miller made Spider Verse. Yes, but they also got fired from Solo. Yeah, like, and I get they like they had their own things going on. Their, their way of making the movie 
maybe we wasn't even what they thought it was going to be like. Um, they we're doing a lot of improv and everything, but because you, you also you have to factor in these people are human, and you're like you're the director of Star Wars. No matter how big you are, no matter what movie you did before, you walk onto that set the first day, and everyone's like, "What do we do?" And you're just like, "Oh, I'm the director of Star oh, I'm Wars." In charge of a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. But like, Ryan Johnson made Knives Out. Yeah, and I love Knives Out. It's amazing. So, like, you can't just like tire him with the. He he ruined Star Wars brush because he's a bad filmmaker. Like he, he is not the sole person responsible. No, it it has to run through at least fifty people before that movie gets put out. Yeah, and you don't know what fucking emails he's getting of a Monday morning, being like the survey groups say. We yeah we can't do this. I think the biggest example is uh, this has got into just a general Star Wars. We will get back to Taika Waititi in a second, but I think this yeah. is context for where he's coming in at because the last movie was nine, and um, it could say that it was probably not as divisive as the Last Jedi, but definitely blander of a response. It in was a weird much way. less than the Last Jedi, I think. Yeah, I and the best way you can sum it up is Palpatine's back. Why he just is. He just, he just is. is. Because we need a bad guy, apparently. Cause, yeah, because we don't have a bad guy. And they have Trevorrow's script, and we've read that, and it's it, there are some parts that are really good, and probably a lot more interesting, if they did that as a movie. Um, but ultimately, they decided that we're going to go the most generic route. And that's fine for some ways, but there's some scenes that probably needed a bit more of a punch. Needed a bit, maybe just it's it's harder to go out on a limb when the last Jedi was your last one and you got shot on by half the audience for going out on a limb. Yes, um, but like, and they have been knocking it out of the park with other stuff like the the Mandalorian, which, if you look at it, is largely, from what I've seen, John Favreau seems to be, like the leading voice in that, and mm. seems to know where he wants it to go. Because he's a talented man, and they're probably going to give that more leeway because that's on Disney Plus, rather than that's a multi-million, million, million movie. We have one Star Wars movie a year, every two years. This has to be good. Yeah, like it's they they hang more stuff off of it. It 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 has a bigger paragraph in their end of year wrap up. Mm. But so I coming in, trust- so coming into that. Yeah. If you have all that, you have the series, you have the movies that I feel like not even ended on a whimper. They just they just kind of ended. It wasn't a good or a bad thing. It just, it happened. And you yeah. seen it. And some people said, oh, I really like number nine. And that's fine. And some people said they didn't like it. But I didn't find someone like, oh, that was the worst movie ever. Because I don't think people cared enough <laughs> to form one way or the other. Yeah. Like, I... I, I didn't regret spending the cinema ticket on it. Mm. Now, this was largely because I saw it on a day that I had a couple of hours to kill. But True. also, and it was cold and inside was warm. <laughs> <laughs> You're really selling this movie. You work for the, uh, Do you work for uh, Lucasfilm? What's the story? I do at the minute, but they could yeah. fire me at any, at any point. <laughs> Second. But, but like, that's, that's what Taiga Watiti's coming into. Do you think they will give him the reins to do what he wants? I think I think they should. I think because Taika Waititi at this point brings a certain fan base just by being Taika Waititi. Mm. And this fan base knows what he's capable of, knows what he tends to do. And so if that's like blatantly missing and it's 
I don't, I don't think any of the blame is going to go on Taika Waititi. I don't think people are going to go after him like they did Ryan Johnson. Taika Waititi has been in, as you said, The Mandalorian, and he directed the season finale for The Mandalorian. Yeah. So he's so, in that world. He's in that world, and he's he's in a very loved part of that world. Yeah. So I think any, like any changes you make will just reflect badly on Lucasfilm and not on Taika Waititi, if that makes sense. But what is this guy who did, uh, like, what we did in the shadows or whatever? What does he know about space, Sean? He hasn't done one movie that's set in space. <laughs> Connor, Connor, yes? might I refer you to the second best Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok? Oh. <laughs> Behind the Dark World. Behind the Dark World, of course. Of course, of course. Dark World's not that bad. But also, ah, is, Ragnarok's fantastic. Is. Ragnarok is amazing. But Ryan Johnson wrote The Last Jedi as very jokey and people didn't like that. Taika Waititi is even more jokey than Ryan Johnson. He's like Ryan Johnson like multiplied by five. Well, see, I think The Last Jedi is weird um, because it's weird. That yes. It came after The Force Awakens, which was like a classic Star Wars formula. Yeah, so that, and everyone then and, just started and, acting out of character. Yeah, like as a start of a trilogy, it it set the tone for what people would expect of the next few movies. Mm. And and so ha- not having a classic Star Wars formula, um I think the, the sh- it was the shock that people disliked the most. If that makes so sense. Do do you ultimately think like Taika Waititi is one of the most I would say he's the most one of the most loved directors in Hollywood at the minute. Like he's the one that has the most. Uh, <laughs> the word I'm going to use is oomph. <laughs> is that the right term? I mean, he's, to use, he's got a to lot use of momentum. An internet term. He's mm. got clout. He's got serious clout. He's got momentum on his side. He hasn't done something wrong yet, so nobody has turned on him, and he's nailing it one by one. So if ever there was a time to give it to him, now's the time. And I think he's one of the most talented people, but you have to let him show that. If it's a Taika Waititi, half Taika Waititi, half done in a studio, I think you get neither, because then Taika Waititi's world kind of makes no sense, and the Star Wars stuff probably won't make much sense either. Yeah, I also think that Taika Waititi wouldn't sign on if there was any hope of him not you know, being able to do the things he wants to do. And just playing Immigrant Song. As Ray fights Palpatine. One of the... Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> one, it's, he's one of the two people to get Immigrant Song in a movie. Who's the other one? Uh, School of Rock. Oh yeah! Richard Linklater. <laughs> yeah! Um, that's, that's a good cast. It's good School of Rock and um, Thor... The, not the Dark World, Jesus. Oh my god. Not the best Thor. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't in the... <laughs> yeah, it's in my mind. Ragnarok. Um, so Taika Waititi is on. We have no further details in regards to what the movie's going to be about. Where it's going to go. But Sean, like, where would you like to see him go? And is it future? Or is it before all of this? Hmm. See, it's odd. Because I, I, the best part of Star Wars, in my opinion, is all the shit that happened before the movies. I've said this before. Yes. Maybe he does... First of all, all new characters. Don't have anyone that ever existed. Uh, but they're Yoda all called... But, 
they're all called Skywalker. Oh, they ha- oh we have to find a Skywalker. Yeah, or at absolutely. least, I, I want him to set up a ham-fisted reason for someone <laughs> to say, he who walks the sky. <laughs> I want everyone to be Skywalker. Everybody. And we're also in an interesting place in that uh, all of the clone troopers are from New Zealand. Oh my god, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so just find the New Zealand planet and just set it there. <laughs> and he'd be, he would do that. He's like, I'm not flying to America. We're going to yeah. film it outside my house. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to, I'm going to stay on the porch and just yell through one of those big cones. Did they, and did you they all not? Can act. They filmed Ragnarok, was it in Australia or New Zealand? I don't know. I, it was in one of them. They didn't film it in America. Because obviously Hemsworth is from Australia as well. So like, they're just like, they, they were probably just New Zealand and Australia. Like, we'll pick one of the, a point in the middle. <laughs> we'll just cut it off. Yeah. And we'll just, we, we both will have a short haul flight to work. <laughs> Tessa Thompson and everybody has to fly from America to there. It's like, will you come to us? We have the director and tour. So... so. What's going to happen here, lads? <laughs> um, yeah, I just... I'm really excited, because if I was to pick a director in the world that would get me excited for any Star Wars movie, Taika Waititi would probably be, be number one, or number two. Yeah, Well, apart from George Lucas, of course. Well, look, I want to hear about the sand. You know that about me, I love sand. But other than George, do you I think want... Taika, do you think Taika will have the balls to write a character who just fucking loves sand? I think he'll he'll specifically pick somebody called Skywalker who just loves sand. Sand Skywalker, they'll call him. Sand Skywalker or Sky Sandwalker? <laughs> Sky Sandwalker. <laughs> he's just going out of it. And he's really, really coarse. Really. Oh, he's a gritty boy. And he gets everywhere. He goes, <laughs> every scene he's just in the background. He gets everywhere. Hello. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Um, I voice him actually. Oh, jeez, very well done. So I think that's it for this week's movie Monday shot. I mean, Taika Waititi directing his own Star Wars movie is a nice way to end any week. Oh, absolutely, and I'm also glad that we have news like trickling back in. I I was surprised. I was surprised as anybody. Let's see if it lasts. Let's see. Might not be next week. We'll have to really tick on our feet. But this week there was news. So Sean, would you like to take us out, please? Uh, no, I won't actually. I'm just going to oh, cut. Okay. I'm going to do a hard cut. Yeah. And then if you listen real quietly, you'll hear the end of that joke I told earlier. <laughs> what joke was that? Oh, well, I said knock knock. Yeah. But you said not wait till next week. Is this like, if you play this episode backwards, it'll actually tell the joke. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm rebuilding the hype for next oh. week. Oh, right. Sorry. I do apologize. You, you didn't right. tell me. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. It's grand. Look, this is why we do knock knock jokes and not improv. <laughs> it's but, very hard to improv a knock knock joke. Really, you start. <laughs> oh fuck, shit! Um, um, I can really I, only go one way. You're look. I've, I've I've limited you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. So we'll yeah. we'll deal with this off mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast, or there's a link in the description. Um, those wonderful people include Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. You guys are all heroes. Thank you very much. Um, uh, just seriously, it's, it's really nice of you to support the show in the way that you do. Thank you, guys. Um, if 
Thanks, everyone. The best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just you had a one. week to tell everyone, you know, but mm. we're back to one now. Yeah. And uh, also, I'll, be, bra- leave I'll us- be breaking kneecaps if I hear anybody telling to. His own kneecaps. <laughs> my own kneecaps. You don't want me to do that. Yeah, like, my kneecaps are lovely. <laughs> you got two chances. <laughs> After the first one, I'm like, guys, please, seriously. For the love of God. <laughs> um, and the best way you can support the show also is by telling one human... Uh, I've said that. but You, you can, did. Uh, like us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, slate us on iTunes. You do whatever you want. Just it helps us up the rankings, gets us in front of more ears. That's all, I, that's all I can do, lads. We're on all the social medias. They're all in the description. I'm getting desperate. <laughs> You're kind of floundering here, aren't you? Well, floundering is a strong, <laughs> true word. Shitting myself would be more apt. Absolutely um, cacking it. <laughs> so, uh, I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.